This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. Today, I'm talking to Jenny Maroney. She is a business coach and a newborn photographer. Jenny has helped so many photographers reach their dreams by teaching them how to price their work and how to make it big with in-person sales. During this interview, she shares with us how she got into in-person sales, which is also known as IPS, and how she runs her IPS sessions in a way that makes everyone feel comfortable and happy. No sleazy salesman pitches here. (laughs) Something that I loved about this interview with Jenny is that she walks us through how to make the leap into IPS without getting overwhelmed. She is full of amazing tips and advice. So let's dive into this interview with Jenny. Jenny, I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about this too. I have learned so much from you from the newborn retreat to our mini mastermind. And I know that our listeners are going to absolutely love this interview. Aw, I'm excited to be here. This is great. So can you start off with telling us just a little bit more about you and your journey into photography? Sure, absolutely. I'm going to age myself and date myself here, but I've been in the industry for over 20 years now. And I started out just like many other people. I actually went to photography school, but when I got out of photography school, I would take on any client that was willing to hire me. So literally anything. So I did weddings, I did children, I did newborns, families, headshots, commercial, pet photography. What else did I do? Oh, I even did aerial photography where I went up in like a little four-seater plane. Oh my I gosh. literally did anything <laughs> to take on a client. And I realized that wasn't the way to go about things, but that's how I got into it. And so I kind of threw myself into the fire right out of photography school to figure out where my passion was. And then I niched down to weddings and families. And then even more so after having my son eight years ago, and then my daughter four years ago, I I left the wedding industry world. I'd been in it for 10 years. And now I solely focus on newborn photography. And I also do education for photographers. How did you kind of, you know, realize that newborn photography was where you wanted to be? So when my son was born, when Miles was born, I was doing kind of what everybody else was doing. I was just doing the super posy, posy stuff. And I remember one day I stuck him in a bucket and I was like, this just seems weird. I would never <laughs> stick my newborn in a bucket if I were going to, you know, like that's not where I would place him. And I kept thinking this just seems really, this is just not my style and it wasn't my calling. And, you know, I, I'd done several sessions like that. I felt that way about every session, not just my own son in a bucket. I was like, I just don't get this. This doesn't make sense to me. And so I I tried to focus on a way that I could photograph babies being babies and sleeping the way they naturally slept. And nothing against the posy posy stuff. It's just not my thing. And so I found that my jam really was photographing babies in in natural baby-led posing. So, you know, not the hands in the chin type stuff, but more just sleeping naturally and and being able to focus in on the details and that sort of stuff. So it took having my own son to realize what type of photography I really was passionate about. But yeah, that's when I niched down to natural newborn photography. That's definitely when it hit me as well. When my son was born, that's kind of when I got my start in photography and realized that that's what I wanted to be doing. But newborn photography has always been kind of my passion. 
Mm-hmm. And you're so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> you had to know that comment was coming. <laughs> I wasn't fishing, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So I've heard you say before that you realized that you were kind of doing your clients a disservice and that's kind of why you got into IPS. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So like I said, I started out kind of photographing anything and everyone, but I was doing wedding photography, like I said, for 10 years. And then when I moved over into the newborn realm, I realized that by getting to know these clients and, you know, being with them their entire day on a wedding day or photographing their brand new baby that likely has not been out of the home except for, you know, that first pediatrician's appointment, the first visit out of the house is to my studio for a newborn session. And I've gotten to know them so well. They trust me. I'm holding their brand new baby. I'm, I'm photographing their baby. They're spending hours with me. And then I'm spending hours editing the session and making sure that the images are perfect for them. And then to really just place them on an online gallery. I felt like I was doing them a disservice because I had walked them through the entire process, what to expect. I, I was really doing a lot of handholding and then I just kind of dropped it. And I would just drop the ball and be like, good luck <laughs> choosing your <laughs> images. And, and I, I quickly realized that if I were a mom, you know, this all happened when, when Miles was born and I was a new mom and I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm sleep deprived. If someone were to show me 50 or 100 newborn images and then say, okay, good luck. Here's the online gallery. Just decide on your images and sizes and good luck hanging them. (laughs) I, I probably wouldn't end up doing anything with them. And that felt so sad to me because I was in that place as a photographer, not doing anything with my own son's images that if I'm doing it as a photographer, how many clients am I leaving hanging, you know? So that's when I realized I had to find a different process. And at first I tried to do the online gallery where I jump on the phone with them and go through the images. And then I realized this is so silly why don't I just invite them back to my studio a week or two later, you know, obviously bring the baby, bring, bring your partner and we'll watch a slideshow. And I also realized that I was showing them too many images at that point because a slideshow of 50 to hundred images is super overwhelming. Cause then they're starting to be like, Oh my gosh, I love these. I love that one too. And that one, how am I ever going to choose? And then they start to get overwhelmed and overwhelm is going to lead to, you know, it's just not going to go in a good direction. So that's when I realized I had to have them back to the studio. I had to show them less images and I had to do handholding all the way from the inquiry through delivery. So that's when I realized I was doing them a disservice. I was, I was leaving too much homework for them and I never want to leave homework for my clients. Does that make sense? Definitely. It does. And especially as a a mom of a two-year-old and a one-year-old, I can totally (laughs) remember being just overwhelmed with the newborn stage in general, that when I had newborn photos taken of my son, I didn't do anything with those photos. I posted some on Facebook and that was it. (laughs) And it's, it's just such a shame because our kids' generation is the generation that's going to be photographed the most. And the last thing I ever want is for my kids to be like, well, where are all the photos of us as kids? And I'm going to you know, what am I going to say? Oh, they're stuck on this thing we used to use called Dropbox or an iPhone, you know, like that's not fair. So I wanted my clients to be able to print something from their session. I wanted them to leave without having to do any homework and be able to walk past a frame in the hallway or see an album on the nursery table that brings a smile to their face and brings them joy every single time they see it. And I also realized not only was I doing my clients a disservice, but I was doing my business a disservice because I was, I was leaving a lot of money on the table, to be honest with you. And that's when I realized that IPS in-person sales should not be a hard sale. It should simply be holding your client's hand from start to finish and, and doing, doing the job that we're, we're hired to do, really. 
For sure. When I talk to other photographers about IPS, they kind of think of it as a hard sale. So they'll usually say mm-hmm. something like, that's not for me, or I'm not good at selling it, or I feel like a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. So how do you address comments like that? Oh, good question. So I host weekly group coaching calls for photographers, and this is one of the biggest questions I get (laughs) or most commonly asked questions. So IPS can get a bad rap for sure. In my opinion, like I said, it should not be a hard sale. And the way that I handle that and the way that I teach photographers that are in my, you know, courses and whatnot is to really educate your clients from the get-go. So when you get an inquiry, the first thing I suggest doing is pick up the phone. You know, like when we send out our pricing by email and then we get ghosted and we wonder why. Well, that's why. We're not building the relationship from the very beginning. And I think that's so important here. So pick up the phone when you get an inquiry. Talk to that client. Don't talk about yourself or your business. Ask them questions. The more genuine questions you ask, the more answers you're going to get that are going to help you go into that session knowing what their goals are, right? So I, I try to pick up the phone. I talk to my clients. I I ask them what they're most interested in walking away with from that session. What are their goals? Have they ever worked with a professional photographer? And how was that experience? What did they love? What did they not love? So that I can make sure not only are they a good fit for me, but I'm a good fit for them. And that I can go into their session knowing, okay, she really wants to do a a wall display above the crib. And that's going to be probably a square frame in the middle and two verticals on either side. I can go into that session shooting with intent, right? In, with that being said, getting your clients on the phone and asking those questions ahead of time will help make the IPS not a hard sale because you're going to go over packages. it. You're going to go over pricing with her on the phone. And then before she signs the contract, you're going to send those to her again and say, hey, click here to make sure that you understand. Or in your contract, I understand that I'm choosing between the following five packages or whatnot so that There's no sticker shock. When it comes to the IPS, it's simply showing her her images from her session and walking her through which images are going to look best together. It should never be, oh, tricked you. (laughs) Told you this session was 100. Really, it's 1,000. You never want to do that, obviously. That that feels crummy for everybody. So you want to make sure that you're sharing your pricing before you ever sign that contract, before you ever pick up that camera, and especially before she ever sees her images, because sticker shock is going to lead to no sale or low sale. And also, you know, making sure that all decision makers are present at the IPS, at the in-person sales session is super important and that everyone's on the same page from the beginning. Because if she hasn't shared this pricing or the investment with her partner and they think it's a hundred and it's really a thousand, nobody's going to be happy. So you really want to make sure that you're educating your clients from the very beginning, setting expectations, setting boundaries, and, and walking them through from inquiry through delivery. I love hearing about your process because I feel like it's so different from what most people think of when they think of IPS. You know, you're really creating an experience for your clients where by the end, they're going to feel like they know you well enough that they want you to be their lifetime photographer and and whatnot. But the experience that you create for your clients, I feel like is just much different than other people who do IPS. Yeah. And I think that's important when I teach IPS to other photographers and I have a whole course on this, but when, you know, when I teach it, I try to try to remind them that if you were to go to a store, you know, for me, what if I went to anthropology tomorrow and saw this gorgeous pair of jeans that I had to have, try them on. They feel like my own skin, but there's no tag on them. And I don't know how much they cost. And I get them up to the counter and they're, you know, five times more expensive than I thought, or maybe I can afford. And I leave them there and I don't buy them. I'm going to go home with buyer's remorse. But other, you know, on the other hand, 
if I buy them and I bring them home, I'm still gonna have buyer's remorse. So that's the whole sticker shock analogy that I like to use is that if you don't know what something costs ahead of time and you fall in love with it and then you find out that you can't have it or you go ahead and you buy it and then you feel really guilty about it, that is just gonna leave a bad taste and they're never gonna hire you again, in my opinion. So I think it's really important to create an experience, but furthermore, make sure that everyone knows what you're getting into, you know, set expectations and let them know, here are my three packages. You know, before you ever sign the contract, I want to make sure you can afford the end product because that would be really horrible. If they pay the session fee, they go through the motions, they go through that two hour session, you edit all the images, you do the 45 minute IPS, and then they can't afford anything. Like that's just a whole waste of everybody's time. So you really, really, really need to educate your clients from the beginning of what they're going to get. For sure. Definitely. And I feel like they come into, if they're coming into that, the sales session or whatever, ordering appointment, whatever you might call it, knowing what to expect, it just makes it go so much more smoothly. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's the other thing that I have a lot of photographers say, I just don't have the time to do IPS, Jenny. How am I ever going to build that into my schedule? And honestly, if you do your job right and your clients know what to expect and what their options are for packages, I mean, I've had IPS sessions that are literally 10 minutes long and I feel bad for making them drive all the way back out to my studio. But honestly, if they know that I have three packages to choose from and they say, okay, one is a little bit outside of our price range, but we could do number two or number three. And they come in saying, we're going to decide between those two packages when we're here. And they get there and they say, oh my gosh, I definitely have to have all of them. So that's package number two. Well, there you go. There's package number two. They write you a check, you place their order, <laughs> and then you send them on their way. So it's, it's really quite simple. You're just helping guide them through the process and helping them choose which images are going to look best on their wall in which sizes. And that's a big piece of this puzzle is that when we do an online gallery, I think we're you know doing our clients a huge disservice because most of our clients are not interior designers or artists or some of my clients don't even own a tape measure. <laughs> so for me to say you know, let's, let's get an image for above your crib. Like you had asked for in that initial consultation call. Well, maybe they think a big image is an eight by 10. Well, an eight by 10 above a standard size crib is going to look ridiculous, but if they don't know that and they're not picturing what it's going to look like because using the software, like I use pro select software for my in-person sales session. So I can show them an image scaled to size above their crib before they ever exchange any money with me. And that way everyone's on the same page. They know, Oh yeah, that eight by 10 that I thought I was going to get is going to look <laughs> ridiculous. So maybe I actually need the 20 by 30 or whatever that looks like, you know, but really being able to visualize that process is super important. For sure. I'm such a visual person. So it helps it makes sense to me when, you know, someone, instead of saying, oh yeah, you know, numbers eight by 10 and whatnot. Great. My husband can do that, but you know, I have to visualize it. So I really have to see it. So that is one reason why I love IPS and I love being able to show my clients what it's going to look like in the end. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of clients also don't know what they want and they just know that they're supposed to have the digitals because we all want them, which I think is super important. And we all want to share them and brag about our brand new baby or our family or our wedding or whatever that is on social media, but then what, right? So it's our job as photographers and as creatives and as artists to walk our clients through all the options that they have. And I don't think overwhelming your clients with 25 different packages is a good idea. I suggest three to four max, but that also makes your IPS go that much faster. So when I have photographers say to me, I just don't have the time for this. I remind them that if they know your three to four packages ahead of time and they know what they can afford and they know what they want to walk away with, it's really quite, quite simple and pretty quick. (laughs) Definitely. So making the leap into IPS can be kind of stressful and overwhelming. Would you recommend that people just kind of jump in feet first or slowly transition? And then also how you kind of deal with possibly losing clients or, 
even having to reach out to a different ideal client? Sure. The first thing I would suggest if a photographer wanted to switch over to IPS, which I think is a genius idea for everybody, would be to, you know, flip the script. So I like to, I, I suggest reaching out to any clients that you've never done an IPS with that are already on the books and you have an upcoming session with them, but you haven't photographed them yet. Or even if you have photographed them and you just haven't shown them the images yet, I would say reach out to them and just be honest and be like, Hey, I just realized I'm doing you a giant disservice. I am leaving so much homework on the table for you to do after the session. Yes, I've gotten to know your family. Yes, I've captured these gorgeous images. I've edited them perfectly. And now I'm just handing them to you to figure out what to do with them on your own. And I don't think that that's fair. So what I'd like to do is meet up, whether that be at your home or a coffee shop or a studio. You don't have to have a studio to do IPS. You can even do it just through screen share, through Zoom or, you know, join me or any of those where you're sharing your screen with your client and they're at home and you're at home or wherever you are. But I think it's important to be able to say, I'd like to be able to show you these images. I'd like to be on the phone with you and we can walk through them together and I can give you my professional opinion on what's going to look best together for your home and your needs and what's going to fit your budget. So that way I'm not leaving any homework for you. Does that sound okay? And nine out of 10 times clients are going to be so relieved. They're going to be like, thank you so much. I don't have to do this because I remember it. And then they always have an example. I hear all the time, like our wedding photographer gave us 3000 images and they're still on a disc somewhere. My computer <laughs> doesn't even take a CD anymore. They're collecting dust and blah, blah, blah. Right? Like how many people have had that story where they never printed images from their wedding or their, you know, from anything because it's so overwhelming for a client to have to deal with that on top of all the other things that are on their plate. So as photographers, I think it's our job to just tell them, flip that script and say, hey, I want to help you. I want to walk you through this process. I know what's going to look best on your walls. But if I don't do that with you, I can't help you. So why don't we get together? Why don't we do it through screen share? Whatever that looks like. And but it'll only take, I usually say it'll only take 20 to 30 minutes. And, um, you know, I'm going to walk you through the images. We'll watch a slideshow and then we'll go through the individuals, <laughs> images individually. Sorry, <laughs> that was a hard one to say. And then we'll, we'll choose the images that are best for you and which package works best for you. And then I remind them, you know, you've already seen the three packages that I offer. So it's not like I'm trying to sell you anything extra here. I'm not going to push anything on you. I just truly want to make sure that you walk away with something that you love because this is an investment and this is, you know, your newborn images or your wedding images or whatever that is. I want this to really be something that you smile at every single day and not sitting on a disc collecting dust in some bookshelf. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Definitely. So I think, I think it's important to just flip that script, let clients know that this is something you're doing for them to help them. And then also as far as gradually getting into it or just making the jump, I challenge all photographers out there that haven't done an IPS to to try one because honestly, I fell in love the very first time. I covered the cost of the investment of the software in the very first IPS session I did. I used ProSelect software, like I said, and I quadrupled my average sale in that very first IPS session I did. And I was blown away. I was not offering anything different. I was offering the exact same packages. I just realized that they didn't know what they wanted. And by me walking them through it and saying, oh, well, actually, you're not going to get that in this package, but you will in this. And instead, we could try this, this, and this. And they were like, oh my gosh, I had never thought of that. That's incredible. Yes, let's do that. And they got all excited about it instead of being like, oh gosh, this is homework. I got to complete it before my online gallery expires. You don't want that. You want this to be an enjoyable experience that they can't help but tell all of their friends about you and the experience that they had and how easy it was to work with you as a photographer. Definitely. When I first got into photography, I, I, I mean, I knew nothing when I first started out, but I had some prints printed off just to kind of have in my, my little office that I had started at the local, just a local printer that was kind of a nationwide chain. And I could not believe how orange they turned out compared mm -hmm. to like, 
you know, a professional print once I learned what Miller's was and, right. <laughs> and right. all of those. So do you educate your clients at all about the quality of the prints that you, you offer? Yeah, great question. So I, when I deliver my digitals, because I have three packages, like I said, and all of my packages include some form of digitals, whether it just be a handful or the entire collection. And by entire collection, I mean no more than 30. So I, I rarely show my newborn clients more than 30 images. So I always give them access to my professional print lab for seven days. So what I do is at the IPS, I have them in, they choose one of the three collections, and then the way I deliver that package of digitals is through Pixie Set. Now, Pixie Set, just like Shoeproof and all those other great companies, there's tons of really good ones out there. Shoeproof's also really great. They can be an online gallery, but they also are a means of delivering those digital images to your clients in a super user-friendly way. So all they have to do is click on that download button, you know, right in the email, and then the images will be downloaded as a zip folder to their computer for safekeeping, which I always suggest they back up to a cloud-based storage. But from there, you can link your lab. So I use Miller's Professional Imaging and you can link your lab to most of those online services so that they can order directly through your lab and you don't have to touch the prints. So maybe they want to order a couple extra eight by tens for grandma and grandpa or something like that. They can do that on their own. They can be shipped directly to grandma and grandpa. I never have to touch it. And then the money goes into my account. So I always say, you know what, you've got full access to my professional print lab at no additional charge for, you know, the time that your online delivery gallery is available. And for me, I make that 10 days. And I always educate them to, you know, I love the big chain stores such as Target and Costco and whatnot. They're great stores, but they're not professional print labs. And, you know, I just can't guarantee the quality and the amount of time and investment that you've put into this session. I want to make sure that the images are perfect. So I really would love for you to use, you know, my professional lab during that window of seven to 10 days or whatever it is. That's great. I love that you still educate them on that because there is such a difference and you, I don't think you realize it until you like print off something from like, you know, Walgreens, Costco, wherever, and then print off something from Miller's and compare the two. Yeah. It's incredible. (laughs) There is a very, very, very big difference. Yes, absolutely. So if our listeners want to continue to follow you and possibly, you know, sign up for some of the different things that you offer, where can they find you on social media? Oh, thanks. Yeah, I would love that. So I'm mostly over on Instagram. Uh, It's just Jenny Maroney. And maybe you can link to that, Logan, but it's J-E-N-N-I-M-A-R-O-N-E-Y. I I spend a lot of time over there. I love love the stories feature. So you'll always pop. You'll find me in there either giving away freebies for photographers or behind the scenes at my studio or just a day in the life with my crazy wildlings. (laughs) But you can also find me on Facebook at Jenny Maroney. And then I also host, like I said, weekly group coaching calls that if you are a photographer and you're feeling a little stuck and you need some direction, we do those every Tuesday and it's about an hour long call and it's open Q&A and I focus on one topic a week and it's just been really incredible. We've got a great group of photographers in there. And then I also have a brand new course called the Passive Income Bootcamp for photographers that are looking to bring in an extra stream of income in addition to sessions where I go through everything you need to do to create your first freebie, to delivering your freebie, to marketing it, to creating your first paid offer, to getting that first stream of passive income off the ground. And it's a one hour mini session. It's one of my favorite courses I've ever created and it just launched this week. So I would love for anyone that's interested in that to check that out as well. I can definitely attest to the weekly group coaching calls. I am in there as well. They're amazing. And even if you are an established photographer, you definitely can still learn something from those calls. So definitely check it out. 
Thanks. I'm glad you're enjoying them. I'm so happy you're in the group. Yeah. And uh, you can find all of that on my website, which is just jennymaroney.com. Yes. And we'll link it here too. So join me. Yeah. yeah, Thank you so much for, for chatting with me today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. If you like this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.